0: Minnow metal got you down. Crush your sugar cravings with delicious all-natural Bossa Bars for menopause. Created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at BossaBars.com and save 10% with code HOTCOOL10. Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, the voice for midlife women and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. And I'm Colleen. Today, we are so happy to have Dr. Jillian Stansberry on. She is a naturopathic doctor, and she is also working with wild women, and she has created some incredible herbal products that help women in this time of life and even before even starting in perimenopause symptoms that you might have but it is so interesting to hear from her and just her extensive knowledge of natural plant-based products colleen i was just so impressed with what she knew and
1: how it works with your body and how it all works together i agree i didn't understand some of it but that's okay. I'm not supposed to. I didn't go to med school. But you know what we really liked with Dr. Stansbury is that she's got over 30 years experience in the naturopathic realm, and she's also got healing arts apothecary. And she talked about the herbs and the phytoestrogens that you can use in conjunction with HRTs and bioidenticals or on your own. One point she made, which was great, is those people who have been on HRTs for a while that want to start weaning off this is a great way to do it. The Wild product, the co-creator Gwendolyn Floyd also joined us to talk about it. Wild has a mixture of tinctures, which Dr. Sansbury explains what a tincture is and why we should use them, supplements, and powders. And they send us the products, the, you know, they're great products. I really like the chai. I'm a big chai fan. So, I like to put the chai in with my chai tea, which is great. It's a little strong, but I like chai tea. So mm-hmm. you can never have enough. And also they have Unanger, anger which is a tincture. A lot of women in our demographic suffer from rage. And they say, why all of a sudden am I raging? Well, if you had a tincture that you could put under your tongue that might calm you, just take the edge off, completely natural, herb-based. There's nothing in it you have to be concerned about. And they also have unworry, which, if you have racing thoughts at night or during the day, it kind of relaxes you. It's options. And Bridget and I love to share options. While Women Products just launched in February, I believe, of 2022, so the brand new company. They are going to be in Whole Foods, which getting the stamp of approval for Whole Foods is not an easy task. So the fact that you're going to be able to find them now in Whole Foods, just a huge bonus point for them. The fact that they went through all the rigorous Yes. Yeah, the trust factor just goes
0: up. When I see something at Whole Foods, I do trust it because I know what they require.
1: If you're going to be in their store, they're going to require quite
0: a bit from you.
1: They are also donating some products for our Mother's Day bundle. And that is going to be a giveaway for Mother's Day. But we are going to have a ton of different brands in there. It's a great bundle of gifts. We'll have more information as we get a little closer. And we'll let you know about that, how to enter. You can always go on hotflashescooltopics.com and find out the details. They'll be there. We talked to Dr. Stansbury about questions we had on the benefits of using these products for stress, for anxiety, for 40 plus menstrual cycles. Because a lot of you talk to us about the fact that you don't think you're even in perimenopause. You really are, but it's okay. We won't tell you that. But <laughs> yeah. your your periods are getting crazy. So the earlier you can start taking natural supplements to help with your transition. The less maybe crazy your hormones will be, and the less side effects and symptoms you may have. It's definitely worth a listen, guys. You're you're going to learn a lot today, as we did. Like I said, Bridget and I just kind of nodded a couple of times. Yeah. But we're going to let Doctor Stansberry and Gwen Floyd take over the conversation. Right.
0: And also, just make if you want to see the video of this, check this out on
1: VitalC.com. Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today, guys, we have a really interesting conversation on women's wellness, women 40 plus. And we have two great guests on, Dr. Jillian Stansberry. Dr. Stansberry is a naturopathic family physician who has more than 30 years of experience. But we also have Gwen Floyd, who is co-founder of Wild Wellness. And Dr. Stansberry actually formulated the ingredients for the product. So welcome ladies to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks. So happy to be here.
1: One of the things that I was really impressed with in when I was doing a little research in Wild Wellness is that you are addressing the concerns of women 40 plus. It's not just mm-hmm. menopause. It's not just perimenopause. You're kind of dealing with the stress and the anxiety and just the changes that happen when we still have our periods and we're still going through all of life's journey and, you know, challenges. Exactly. So... Dr. Stansberry, I wanted to ask you, because you do have so much experience in the naturopathic realm, why is it important for us to look to that avenue for our wellness as we start to age?
2: I think that alternative medicine has so much to offer people in terms of supporting underlying health and vitality and prevention. So rather than just being a one size fits all hormone, and most people are aware that hormones do have some um, side effects and consequences that many people are concerned about and wish to avoid. And alternative medicine, herbal medicine, naturopathic medicine offers a very broad and wonderful toolkit to serve everyone wherever their mm-hmm. starting places or wherever they're trying to go or whatever their specific pattern or symptom picture is there's a lot to choose from if we could break it down because i think when people hear naturopathic
1: physician they don't, they're not really clear what it is that you do can you explain
2: what you do Absolutely. People aren't clear because it's not even a licensed profession in all states of the United States. The stronghold has been the Pacific Northwest, where I'm currently located, and the original medical schools that offered this degree at one point in time were both in the Pacific Northwest, just a few hours apart, Seattle and Portland. And so while it was strong here in the Pacific Northwest, it has taken decades to add other schools on the East. Coast, school on the Midwest, a school in San Diego, and now increasing numbers of states are adding licensure boards where one can take an exam, sit for an exam and obtain a license in different states. So it's been somewhat unique and slow to progress to gain licensure in all states. But in a nutshell, naturopathic medicine is very much akin to regular medicine, like everything you know about going to the doctor and having your blood pressure checked and getting a physical exam or doing some routine blood work. But the therapies are always going to be targeted at natural remedies, hence the term naturopathic medicine as an alternative to uh, pharmaceuticals. And I think it also embraces the more holistic philosophy. You don't go and just get something for your headaches without really considering what your headaches are due to. Um, Digestive problems or stress or poor sleep Mm -hmm. or hormonal imbalance might be a better way to solve your headaches than just taking an anti-inflammatory drug or a pain medicine. So that holistic principle to try to treat the root cause uh, Mm -hmm. rather than the Band-Aid superficial fix of a pharmaceutical therapy is very much embraced by naturopathic medicine.
0: There are so many women that on our pages or emails that they are well first of all they're nervous about taking a hormone and they're mm-hmm. also there's underlying conditions there's a family history there there could be breast cancer there could be blood clots and so this is a great alternative what would you say to a patient coming in telling you hey I, I don't want to try this but I want to look at your route what's some of the first things you do with them
2: I would say I'm so glad you're here because that scares me to have somebody with a history of cancer in the family, a history of blood clots in the family. I think that hormones can be dangerous for some people, a lot of people. And if I hear that in their history, I would say, I'm so glad you're here. Let me share with you some other options for you. And it's often a process of educating people as to what else is available and what to expect from it and why uh, it could be an option for for them and the pros and cons of all scenarios. And really the power is in their hands. They get to choose. I'm just a information uh, conduit to help people learn what else is available, the pros and cons and what might serve them best.
1: So many women, I think when they hit 40, their stress levels just go crazy. And yeah. you know, compounded with, you now have, maybe you're in perimenopause, Maybe you're just starting Mm -hmm. that journey. So now you've got your hormones going up and down and all around. You've got your stress levels and the cortisol now kicking in. Can you explain a little bit the relationship between the cortisol levels, the anxiety and the hormones?
2: Yes, that's a wonderful question. And it does necessitate a bit of biochemistry or physiology here. So just bear with me for a moment. But our stress (laughs) hormones are particularly produced in the adrenal glands, like adrenaline, named after adrenal gland, and cortisol are some of the main chemicals that instantly go up. Certainly, if we've had some crisis, like you have to swerve out of traffic all of a sudden because the car ahead of you slammed on their brakes and you have that um, sudden onset of tension and heart palpitations and sweating. Certainly, everybody's had that kind of surge of those stress chemicals, but we can even get those chemicals going when we're thinking about our to-do list or when you can't shut off your mind and you're laying there in bed at night or you wake up to roll mm-hmm. over and suddenly, boom, you think of your to-do list and those stress chemicals go way up. So Everybody's familiar somewhat with that sensation. So A lot of that is produced via The adrenal glands, adrenaline, cortisol, the adrenal glands also produce uh, what's sometimes called the mother hormone or the mother steroid, and that's DHEA an acronym for a longer hormone, andosterone with a a long name. And this is a common denominator that gets turned into reproductive hormones, such as testosterone, progesterone, as well as, as a precursor to produce adrenal hormones and other kind of immune modulating compounds. And so one of the connections um, that you bring up between hormones and anxiety is if we're always a little anxious or always pushing ourselves or always meeting deadlines or always staying up too late and getting up too early, uh, we use up all that DHEA and it gets utilized to make stress, seems like stress has the precedent um, Mm -hmm. and has priority over reproductive hormones. And bi- in biochemic biochemists refer to that as the pregnanolone steel, meaning the. Stress hormones will steal that precursor molecule, that mother hormone away from the reproductive pathways. So if you're already challenged by up and down hormones, that's part and parcel of the menstrual cycle, even normally, or part and parcel of the perimenopause transition, especially, you might have trouble just adjusting those fluctuating hormone levels. When also troubled by stress or pushing ourselves or heavy workloads. So, even in the best of circumstances, hormone regulation has its challenges, and add to that the rigors of modern womanhood. And it's challenging to maintain hormonal balance. So, big connection between reproductive hormones and stress and anxiety.
3: And for us, this is one of the core inspirations of building kind of our company while. Because you go, if you look at what's available on shelf, they basically just like, oh, here's a phytoestrogen, here's a phytoestrogen. But the fact is, and what we've learned from Dr. Stansbury working with her, is that you can't just address the reproductive hormones. Basically, your adrenal hormones, your adrenal system, your reproductive system, and also your nervous system, they all it's like a three-legged stool that speaks to each other. Uh, in really meaningful ways. And after, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but after 35, that pregnenolone steel that she's alluding to becomes way, way more prevalent. And this is why progesterone plummets, you know, for a lot of women, even in their late 30s. And, and that exacerbates and accelerates your entry into perimenopause. And that's also why all these symptoms that all of my friends are experiencing, like messed up periods, extreme PMS, heavy bleeding, et cetera, They just think something's wrong with them, but no, nothing's wrong with them. They're a female living in contemporary society, experiencing a ton of stress. that, That is embodying a normal physiological process. And we need to address this and educate women and actually provide products that can help them thrive and feel good, that talk to the actual physiology that they're experiencing. And I think this is what's been so missing and why we're so committed to Teaching women about their bodies, but also providing products that are currently not on shelf that really do support our systems to feel balanced and regulated and able to kind of thrive within the daily rigors of life as a woman in your 40s and 50s. And
0: onwards. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, Gwen, because when I, you know, I'm in my 50s now, but when I was starting to go through perimenopause, I'd never heard the word perimenopause. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard menopause. But what I love about your site, you go on and there's pops up a question, a little questionnaire right there, a quiz that you can, you have the whole load of symptoms, things mm-hmm. that you may not realize have anything to do with perimenopause,
3: menopause exactly. and
0: menopause, just like the the anger issues. And yes. I love that you have something called on anger.
2: <laughs> <That was, laughs> yeah. love that.
0: But yeah, there. that's what is so nice because when I was, I would love, Colleen and I say this a lot. We would love for our daughters to take for granted that the word that perimenopause education is out there already because it wasn't there for us, and it's starting exactly. to be there because of people like While and people like Dr. Stansberry as well. So, could you yeah. share just a little bit of how you decided to uh, come up with this, Gwen, or, or how you came up with While?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really it's been a multi-decade personal journey. My mother went through incredibly. Well, early onset, so mid-30s and very severe symptomatically perimenopause. And I was in middle school. I remember this acutely. Like she really experienced really acute symptoms psychologically and physically. And it was it was incredibly destabilizing. And I watched her get really gaslit, misinformed, told she had psychiatric issues, you know, for almost two years when she finally found a practitioner, a naturopathic practitioner that's like, hey, this is... Yes, you're experiencing something very extreme. It's gotten really extreme too because you've had no care um, and improper care. But this is part of being a woman. She's educated about perimenopause. Within a few weeks of going on, um, basically of being provided something to support her journey, she began returning to herself. And I always say that was so profound for me. It turned me into like a feminist and an entrepreneur. (laughs) Like for us, it's about actually embracing. Hormones are our superpower. They are kind of our control system that allow that really influence our cognition, our genius, our, you know, our ability to create life, our creativity, our everything, you know? So instead of kind of eschewing hormones or pushing them under the covers, really embracing them, embracing them as something that we should celebrate, be proud of, understand that, you know, they changed and evolved throughout our lives. And by doing so, that makes us far more capable of being able to embrace our own kind of long-term health. And inclusive in that is is this concept of preventative hormonal health. We also believe that being able to take like preventative herbal nourishing remedies to regulate and balance your hormones before symptoms start is truly just as important. And so maybe uh, Dr. Julian can speak more, you know, more technically in a more informed way around that. But that that is also core to our proposition as a brand.
1: I think what a lot of our listeners are thinking right now is okay you're talking about natural ingredients herbs mm-hmm. how is it and I'll I'll throw this over for the scientific aspect to Dr. Stanberry. Yeah. how is it that herbs can actually help our mental health like why is it that ashwagandha or you have a couple of other herbs like well even holy basil leaf why do mm-hmm. they help what do they do that that can actually change your the health of your body and your mind?
2: That's a wonderful question. And I think we continue learning more and more each year and certainly each decade. Um, and Often, what we learn follows the current science, where we kind of learn a new mechanism, and then you check an herb. Well, maybe it does this, and oh, yes, it does. And then the next decade, well, we learn more about serotonin. Maybe these herbs help serotonin. Oh, yep, they do. And then maybe they help dopamine. Oh, yep, they do. So it seems whatever the current paradigm is for health and disease, once you start looking at natural products, you can find they they're alive and well in those arenas Mm -hmm. of those molecular pathways. But just exemplify a few of them, the common model for the pharmaceutical genre of therapies to temper anxiety and depression and treat our mood are all about neurotransmitters like serotonin. Everybody probably knows, at least has heard of the word, serotonin is a neurotransmitter in the brain. And that's the target of Prozac and Zoloft and a number of those pharmaceuticals. So we looked at herbs that have historically been used for anxiety and panic attacks and depression and thought, well, maybe they affect neurotransmitters. And of course they do. We evolved with plants um, just since we were multi-celled organisms and have had plants as our foods. And so they're readily recognized as food and um, nutritious and biochemically um, recognizable, familiar to our ecosystems of our own physiology. So they tend to be, unlike pharmaceuticals, uh, multi-pronged in their activity. When we take a pharmaceutical, it tends to have one target. There's some exceptions, but most pharmaceuticals just to try to hit one enzyme, one hormone receptor, one neurotransmitter, suppress um, inflammatory reactions, be an anti-inflammatory enzyme inhibitor, bind to a beta receptor and be a beta blocker for high blood pressure. And that's wonderful when you need like that big gun. But what's so beautiful about herbal medicines is they're more on the continuum of foods. There are a few herbs that are drug-like and closer to the other pole of pharmaceuticals and being really powerful in their action. But for the most part, and certainly the ingredients and choices that I blend together for my patients would be those nutritive base herbs. They have not only some of those abilities to hit targets like neurotransmitters mm-hmm. or stress hormones, they also are high in magnesium or they're high in minerals or they improve your digestion or they support liver function and help you excrete wastes more readily. And that's something pharmaceuticals rarely do. And in fact, sometimes we have to watch our liver enzymes and watch our kidney function because they're so harsh on the body. We have to make sure we're not harming the liver while we're giving this hormone or this um pharmaceutical aim to treat our anxiety so we have a lot of research on it's precisely the molecular and physiologic mechanisms whereby herbs work and some of it is on those adrenal um, pathways decreasing stress hormones some is on feedback loops from the brain like how quickly does that little thought oh i have to get out of bed and do xyz for today how quickly does that make your stress hormones surge there can be some tempering there so yeah you're thinking about it but it doesn't have to make your cortisol shoot up at just the thought um, and then we have lots of research on how different herbs do indeed bind to serotonin receptors or increase serotonin flow um, in our central nervous system or affect dopamine dopamine is part of the happy uh, satisfied chemical pathways in our central nervous system as well. And lots of research on stimulating dopaminergic neurons. Um, uh, improving our thought processes and cognition with, um, we could name them all acetylcholine and the adrenaline and the dopamine and the serotonin and many of the herbs work synergistically. They have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of magnesium and a little bit of liver support. And so they're kind of food-like in that way that they can take both poles of extreme Um, Like tension and anxiety and calm it down. And sometimes the very same herbs can take fatigue and apathy and depression and raise it up and give you a little bit more energy, which is so different than the drug model that's kind of Mm -hmm. black or white or this pole or that pole. And so many different herbs are tonifying and nourishing and building. So it's very satisfying to work with something that I feel confident is not going to be harmful to someone. And it's fairly um, well-received in the body. We don't have to do a whole lot of blood work or check them every year to write a new prescription and make sure it's still okay. One of
3: the things that we found so inspiring is actually kind of the the principles of botanicals as they relate to phytoestrogens kind of plant-based estrogens versus pharmaceutical estrogens because jillian you can talk to this but when we learn from you that plant-based estrogens actually because a lot of times throughout perimenopause we have too much estrogen sometimes we have too little estrogen but but phytoestrogens can balance either of those dysregulations whereas pharmaceutical estrogen would just pump you yeah pump you full so Julie, if you want to give the more technical <laughs> explanation of that, 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 that you, would are be right.
2: great. you are right. You were right, and it almost seems illogical on a surface yeah. balance. Once you have that pharmaceutical model of thinking, mm-hmm. what I would call more mechanistic thinking, but we have a more of a vitalist type of thinking in mm-hmm. alternative medicine and in naturopathic medicine, and the word that you're describing is amphoteric. Ampho <laughs> relates to the word amphibian that can be in water or on land or ambidextrous, left-handed or right-handed. So an amphoteric agent is something that can work in both poles like we were both describing and be normalizing or to- tonifying to both extremes. And it might seem illogical, but it's absolutely true. And there's tons of science-y types of research that has um, elucidated how plant phytoestrogens can bind to an estrogen receptor. We absolutely knew, know that they do that. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, once a phytoestrogen binds to an estrogen receptor, kind of the bang for your buck, what happens inside the cell is weaker, maybe a quarter to even as little as a 10th as strong as when a pharmaceutical or our own innate estrogen binds. And that, why that might sound um, undesirable, it's actually highly desirable. If you take a situation where a person has a high estrogen load, that could be perimenopause, where, as Glenn was describing, our progesterone tanks first and our estrogen is relatively high. Estrogen dominance is the term that we use if we add some phytoestrogens, they're gonna occupy some of those receptor sites and crowd out this overpowering estrogen in the bloodstream and lower it a little bit. So when people are getting hormone driven migraines, hormone driven breast tenderness, hormone driven heavy menstrual cycles, when that phytoestrogen binds, it crowds out some of the more powerful endogenous estrogen and lowers that estrogen stimulation effect. If we take the opposite physiology, here's this amphotericism and somebody is postmenopausal and their estrogen is slowly or rapidly declined and some of those receptor sites are just sitting there empty. Now we add some phytoestrogens and even if it's just a sixth or a quarter as strong as our endogenous estrogen, that gives us a little bit of an estrogenic boost strong enough to improve your sleep or your skin quality or vaginal dryness or hot flashes. And so that very same molecule can lower estrogen when it's too high, as well as increase estrogen when it's too low. And that's referred to as the amphoteric effect of phytosterols, which again comes back to making them very desirable, safe, multi multipurposed prongs of many different herbal approaches to perimenopause.
1: I would ask you, Dr. Stensbury, what about those women who are taking hormone replacement therapy or bioidenticals? Can they take something like while in addition, in conjunction with it?
2: Yes, they absolutely can. Um, and for some people, it might be a way to avoid um, the discomfort of trying to quit hormone replacement therapy, pharmaceutical hormone replacement therapy, One of the challenges is some people um, choose to go on it, on hormone replacement therapy, and then they've been on it five years, 10 years. You'll even find people that have been on it 20 years, and now they wish to quit. They're 65, 70-year-old women, and they would like to discontinue using hormones So now you've treated them when they're 45, 55 to not have hot flashes, but now when you try to quit when you're 70, you're gonna suffer hot flashes if you just quit it cold turkey. It seems like a lot of the discomfort of Um, Menopause, perimenopause or stopping hormones is a rapid change from high hormones to low hormones. Some women who just seem to cruise through with very little discomfort whatsoever, their body just slowly, gradually, kindly and gently declines. Other women that really struggle, lucky them indeed, other women that have up and down and up and down and up and down suffer a lot emotionally, physiologically, physically in the body. Um, And so if you've been managed on pharmaceutical hormone replacement therapy, Premarin or what have you, and you want to stop, if you would just decide one day, I'm not going to take this anymore, many women will then have many of those same menopausal symptoms. And so there's ways that you can work with people to take it every other day, to change in the milligram amount for half the milligram amount, to ramp down slowly and gently while simultaneously using a product like what Weil has put together or some of these phytoestrogens to make that process as kind and comfortable and a smooth transition as possible. And people that, for whatever reason, want to keep taking them but want some of the added benefits of phytosterols that might protect against um, hormone-sensitive cancers or might want to support their adrenal gland function or might want some of the um, additional herbs that are added in there for their neurotransmitter or anti-inflammatory effects. By all means, you can mix and match some of these Mm -hmm. products.
3: Which we are really, we, which to us is really very, very meaningful, because there's a lot of women who do have had had terrible symptoms, are finding relief, you know, with HRT because that's what they tried first, and are are and want to stay on it, and are scared to make that transition. And we're really happy that our products, in congen- conjunction with their pharmaceutical treatment, can then actually provide manifold benefits, even on top of what they're experiencing with HRT. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know what you were talking about, Doctor Sandsbury, about the liver, and we've heard that so much about the liver. Just you know what can go, what passes through the liver, and how mm-hmm. dangerous that can be. I would, could you give some examples of where you might find ed, uh, phytoestrogens in foods, or things that we could take? That
2: yeah, you bet. Um, some of the highest content of phytoestrogens are found in the legume family. Legume meaning the beans. So anything that's a natural bean, like soy, gets a lot of press because it's already a cash crop in the U.S., mainly raised for agricultural purposes. Um, I grew up on a farm in Iowa, and we had soy that was fed to the cattle and to the horses. Um, Because I I think because it was already favored as a crop, have we focused on soy in the research arena or just the commercial arena, but all the beans, lentils and peas and garbanzos and kidney beans and navy beans to be common foods that you would be familiar with. And so then that split pea soup and hummus and all those sorts of things. And then many different naturally occurring herbs that are in that legume family uh, include alfalfa. Is a legume and contains a great deal of phytosterols. Astragalus—that might not be a word people know unless you've really studied herbal medicine. Astragalus is used a lot as an immune modulator, but it is in the legume family. Um, red clover is a legume, and there's some commercial products out there that concentrate out phytosterols out of red clover. It is used medicinally, and it's another animal feed. Um, it's a favorite of rabbits and things in the field that like to nibble it. It's certainly a nourishing plant as well. Licorice is in the legume family and licorice has hundreds of different um, biochemical medicinal uses but on the list is adrenal support and anti-inflammatory and phytosterol and it's been included in many cultures remedies for menstrual irregularities for breast Uh, cysts for breast pain, for cancer, for recovery from uh, surgeries, and even uh, hormonal types of cancer. Um, It has been researched for its hormonal regulating effects. So those are a few plants that you would probably be familiar with.
1: When you decided to create these products with Wild, the formulations for these products with Wild, Dr. Stansbury, it's a combination of tinctures supplements, and drink powders. Yes. So for example, because I'm someone who has struggled with anxiety my entire life, I'm very honest with our listeners that I have generalized anxiety disorder. You guys very generously sent us products and I have been really enjoying the unworry, which Mm -hmm. is a tincture. Can you number one, explain what's in it and why It is helpful to put it in tincture form. Really, what is tincture? Because not everybody knows what that is. Sure. And why it's so helpful to put it in this format.
2: Very good. First and foremost, let's define what a tincture is. Um, A tincture is simply a liquid extract that utilizes alcohol to extract the molecules and the medicine out of plants. Um, alcohol is sometimes one of the better solvents because things that have all different kinds of solubilities, fat soluble, water soluble, this solubility, resins, alkaloids, minerals are well extracted in alcohol for the most part. And then it's a natural disinfectant that keeps mold or particles and just has a great shelf life. So for really ever since wines and things were available, people started to extract some plants and wine, uh, just folklorically. And now usually higher proof alcohols are utilized, but it's a way of capturing a high dose in a small volume. So instead of having to drink three cups of tea or eat bowls full of unpleasant tasting leaves or barks or berries, you can concentrate it down into a liquid and just take a few drops to a dropper full. A dropper full usually has just a couple mils, maybe as much as five mils. Um, And in that, it could be the equivalent of drinking three or four or five cups of tea, depending on the type of extract. So it's just a convenient way to deliver the medicine that we want. So that is the definition of a tincture. In clinical practice, sometimes it's a matter of choice. People occasionally don't like taking pills. They gag and they would prefer a liquid. Um, In other cases, it's just super convenient. You don't have to stop and drink a Brew a tea or carry it to work. Tinctures are convenient because you can have one at home and one in your purse and one at your office desk or something just to keep it in your mind's eye so you remember to take it throughout the day. So, tinctures are super convenient. And then the ingredients in them, uh, we have. Uh, one of those adrenal ingredients, reishi, is in there. Reishi is a mushroom, and reishi mushroom is a renowned herb of traditional Chinese medicine for longevity. Um, It's thought that it so helps our vitality and our brain and our sleep quality and our energy that it can give us a longer life. So in China, it's regarded as a longevity tonic. And modern research shows that some of that comes by tempering our neurotransmitters and stress signals. Some of that comes from tempering the adrenal gland response that we've discussed. Um, Some of it is just giving us better stamina into our elder years and helping us stay active in the garden or whatever we enjoy doing, hiking and traveling, et cetera. Um, so reishi mushroom is one of those ingredients. We also have a few other ingredients that um, are more direct effectors of neurotransmitters. For example, passion flower is in there. Passiflora or passion flower um, is particularly well noted to bind to GABA receptors. That stands for gamma-aminobutyric acid, and that is the same place that the benzodiazepine category of pharmaceuticals bind. Um, A benzodiazepine that most people will have heard of is Valium. Valium binds to the same place as passionflower. And so we see in ancient herbals of hundreds of years ago that passionflower is used for pain, for headaches, for muscle tension, for anxiety, for panic disorder, for worry, for insomnia. So that's one of the ingredients in there. And then we have a um, a couple other complementary herbs, holy basil and bacopa. I'll just group them together in that those are also... um, known to affect neurotransmitters, but they're also known to decrease inflammation in general. And Bacopa has been well researched for improving cognition in elderly, treating um, memory and Alzheimer's-like symptoms. Some of those are animal research models of Alzheimer's or dementia, but anything that decreases inflammatory or oxidative stress in the brain tends to help with clearer thinking and better choices and just clearer thought that also is a complement to those calming herbs for anxiety disorders. And so altogether, we kind of create a formula that works in multiple different prongs simultaneously, and it tends to make um, the sum total greater than each individual part and just how powerfully it can quickly improve worry and anxiety and stress-related symptoms.
1: You know, one of the complaints we hear so much about from our listeners is sleep. And, you know, we've had several experts on to talk about sleep. And, you know, one of them said it's normal to get up between two and six times a night. It's not something to panic about. But I, I keep the unworried by my bed because when you wake up at 3 a.m., your brain starts to go. And something like a tincture that can go underneath your tongue and get you much quicker and perhaps a supplement or something like that just kind of relaxes you a little bit. So you're not thinking about maybe what you have, what work you have to do at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning or have you finished doing the dishes or the, you know, silly things like that will keep you up for hours. So I I like Mm -hmm. the fact that you guys do have, um, Gwen, the tinctures. Because they work faster, I think, or at least mm-hmm. no, they but
3: don't. they do, and I and I think that's one of the reasons we wanted we we with Jillian decided to provide multiple product formats. You know, pills or tinctures, and we also have these drink part powders. One because. Um, we really want to fit into women's life and actually also provide things that are part of a pleasurable ritual. You know, the tinctures also we like, I take my Anmori and my tea, you know, or you can even put it in warm water and it has this kind of delicious herbal kind of earthy flavor, but also that you can be on the go, you know, and you don't have to find water and like drink pills necessarily for more of a real time kind of impact. Like, you know, I'm about to walk into a meeting. I'd love some support. Um, with my anxiety, boom, you can take it. And similarly, I do the same thing. Unworry for me helps my sleep so profoundly. And we also, of course, want to provide the more foundational support that we provide through our our supplements that you really take every day and then actually build in the body um, and balance and regulate your hormones and basically your your stress hormones, your your reproductive hormones, your, your nervous system and far more. That overarchingly will then reduce a lot of these symptoms that we're talking about. When you do have a flare-up, again, you have the teachers to support you, or you can have a delicious drink, you know, that feels like self-care versus medicating yourself. Because again, as we always say, we're not sick. (laughs) You know, this is normal. We're we're women that are alive and thriving and working to feel good all.
0: And I know these are directed for women. But some of the supplements are they are they dangerous for men, or should they not take them, especially the ones that help with cognitive and Alzheimer's, are they not good for men, or they should they focus more on women?
2: Uh, No, they're formulated for women to have some of those phytoestrogens in them, but phytoestrogens are also good for men and shown to reduce the risk of prostate enlargement or prostate cancer. And then the more neurologic anti-inflammatory adrenal are the same for both men and women. So things like the unworry, et cetera, would be just fine for men. These products target women, but there's nothing Mm -hmm. dangerous about them if the partner wants to try them. Okay. Yeah. So I, w-
1: I would ask uh, Gwen, you know, we've talked a lot about WOW, but we haven't really mentioned where people can find the product. Yeah. So where is it that they can find the WOW Wellness products?
3: Well, we're incredibly excited because we partner with Whole Foods. So this month um, you'll be able to find WOW products, all nine of our, you know, of our line um, at all Whole Foods kind of internationally and across the nation. And later this month, they're gonna, we're gonna have a big Mother's Day in-CAT display. So literally walk into a Whole Foods, you will see a whole kind of wild display with some education, our beautiful products, and, and some backstory. And that is a yeah, that's a partnership we could not be more proud of. Because ultimately our goal is to make these products as accessible to women as possible, you know, across the country. And of course you can buy our products at wildwomen.com as well. Um, And so, but be able to like have a touch feel kind of branded experience within a trusted retailer like Whole Foods uh, is something that we've had a goal of being able to achieve for a long time to be able to meet women where they shop and honestly on the aisle where they're looking for solutions anyways, if, if they decided not to go the pharmaceutical route, Um, Whole Foods, the Whole Foods stamp of approval is really important because I understand that a lot of women are scared about herbs because there's, there's not so much, there's not regulation like there is with pharmaceuticals when it comes to kind of herbal remedies. And so, again, working with a doctor like Dr. Jillian um, Sainsbury, who has decades and decades of experience and knowledge anecdotally, also clinically, is huge for creating a trusted product. But then also, um, the claims, research, the amount of science and like legal proof that Whole Foods requires, we always say, is we always call them kind of the kind of natural remedies fda you know because to actually to get into whole foods it is so hard you have to prove the science to such a rigorous degree um and that makes me very very happy that it's yet another stamp of approval to help women feel confident
1: and and i would also mention that you guys will be in our mother's day giveaway bundle with a bunch of other amazing products so Right. Make sure um, guys to check that out on hot flashes, cool com Cause that's going to be a great mother's day giveaway and you can try them right then and there, which is great. Mm-hmm. We would really like to thank Dr. Stansberry and Gwen Floyd for coming on and explaining the wild products, you know, make sure to check them out. I would even say, you know, Dr. Stansberry, I listened to some of your um, lectures on the website mm-hmm. for battleground healing arts, which oh, yeah. you are. And they're fascinating. They're actually, thank they're absolutely there. fascinating. So if you guys do want to learn a little bit more about naturopathic medicine, go on there. There's there's several lectures right there. You can press play and listen to them and get a little more educated. Because I think the more we know, the less we're afraid to try different things and alternative mm-hmm. treatments. Mm-hmm. So education is power. So thank you both for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank and you. It's thank been, you been fun. much.
3: It really has thank been, you. and thank you for the work you do. We love your podcast, and the way of raising awareness and building community around this universal female experience is just incredibly vital and important.
1: Thank oh, you so, so much. much. Thanks. We hope you learned a lot, like we did on this episode. And options, knowledge, power, guys. We want options. We don't want to turn 40 and all of a sudden not have aren't questions answered because there aren't enough people out there with knowledge about these, about what we're going through. So thank you, Dr. Stansberry. Thank you, Gwen, for creating these products. We're excited to share them with the audience. Also make sure you are following us on all forms of social media. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so because you never want to miss a moment. And if you'd like to see the video portion of this podcast, then go over to vitalc.com, our new partners. They will be hosting all of our videos over there. And some of our old ones will still be on YouTube. So you can check us out on YouTube for the older videos, but our new ones will now be on Vital C. Have a great day, guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.